chapter six, in which we learn to swim after a fashion. I don't know if this is a wise decision, Mother murmured anxiously, rolling the golden chain between her fingers. It was fair to say that she hadn't leapt at the idea when I suggested it to her. In fact, it would be more accurate to say that she had thought it an appalling idea and much preferred the alternative of simply living in this eerie cave for the remainder of our lives. Mad people are dangerous creatures, darling. They've been known to even betray their own flesh. I'd sooner trust an elf than the mer people. At least the elves are honest. How many mer people have you ever met? I snapped crossly. That's not the point, dear. Her voice had the same tone as when she'd refused to believe I'd illuminated the tunnel, and I found myself getting hotter in spite of the cold air of the cave. Well, how will we get to Navarsen from here? We'll find a way. Mother, I said firmly, there's no other way out, and we both know it. If we don't trust the mermaid, Father Lighter, Brother Desant, and Sister Goodig will be gone for nothing. For a long time, my mother said nothing. She simply sat there, breathing deeply. Eventually, she nodded her head awkwardly. You're right, she gulped. I know you're right. Show me the way. I led her beneath the looming stalactites, trying to keep my balance on the slippery floor of the cave. Peering at the puddles, I moved from one to the next, my eyes darting this way and that, searching for Havru. Over here. Hearing the strange, faint, yet deep murmur, I crouched down. Mother, this is Havru. Hello, Havru. I'm Sharon. Mother spoke breathlessly. Hello, Sharon. Havru spoke slowly as though carefully weighing every word she said. It will be my honour to guide you from this cave. She turned to me. Come now, child, lift me from this pool and carry your salvation. I placed my hands into the silvery liquid and felt a tingle shoot up my arms and through my body. I felt my arms spasm, sending ripples shooting across the surface of the pool. An expression of simultaneous incredulity, fury and fear flashed across Havru's face as she dived down into the pool. Circling around the pool as the ripples quickly flattened to leave the pool surface as flat as an empty sky once again. Be careful, oaf, snapped the mermaid as she resurfaced, gently drifting through the pool towards my hands. With my hands cupped around Havru, I gently lifted her from the pool. My eyes widened as I saw her shrink further still as I raised my hands, shrinking from the size of my thumb to the size of one of my toes. But she didn't stop there. She shrank further still to the size of an ant. I could barely see her. Indeed, there were several instances as we crossed the cave to the edge of the cliff that I feared she'd disappeared. But on each occasion, I brought my hands to my eyes and saw the tiny speck circling around anxiously in the liquid cupped in my hands. What do I do now? I whispered into my hands once I'd finally completed the journey. I could see her mouth frantically moving, but I couldn't hear a word she said. I lifted my hands to my ears and could just make out the tiniest of whispers. Drop me over the edge. Her voice was filled with fear. Then jump after me. It all seemed so simple, too simple. I gulped. Okay, now? I saw her nod, stretch my arms out, and drop the mermaid. Silence.
I turned to face Mother. Are you ready? I asked. Trembling like a leaf, she nodded. I took her hand in mine and went to jump. But just as I bent my legs to leap into the unknown, I felt her pull me back, away from the edge. We can't do this, she whispered. Her jaw clenched, her eyes wide. Mother, I said frantically, wrestling free of her grasp. We must. It's the only chance we have. No, I can't. It's safe, Havfrey's voice boomed from far below, still deep and powerful, but now loud and vociferous as well. The voice seemed to reverberate around the stalactites above us and rain down upon us louder still. Jump, leap, and I shall guide you through these waters. I give you my word. But still Mother stood there, rooted to the spot. We cannot swim, she cried. We cannot swim. For us to jump is for us to drown ourselves. This is madness. I will not do it. Mother, I desperately tried to calm my voice. We don't have a choice. We jump or we are trapped. We owe it to Father Lighter, Brother Desert, and Sister Gutig. She said nothing. She just stood there staring, transfixed at the wall ahead. I would never be able to convince her. Then it struck me. I would never be able to convince her. The only thing I could do was jump and trust that she would follow me. I walked right to the precipice, turned to face my mother, and spoke softly. I am going. You must follow me. And with that, I stepped back into the emptiness. I heard her shriek above me as I fell, but what she said was lost as the air tore past me, ripping at my tunic, pulling at my hair. Then, splash! I was in the water. I was under the water. I tried to breathe. Water rushed into my mouth, down my throat and into my lungs. I gasped, or tried to. More water. Stop breathing. I managed to tell myself. I writhed around, desperately trying to find the surface. Where was it? It must be here, surely. It must. It was so dark. It was darker than the lightless tunnels that had caged us for days. At least there was air there. The water pushed at me. It pounded me down further into the depths. Desperately, I tore at the water desperately trying to rise up to the surface. It was useless. There was nothing I could do. Then I felt something swish past my leg. I tried to scream. More water filled my mouth, raced down my throat and into my lungs. Then nothing. Nothing. No thing. No. No.